Hi everyone, welcome to Conference Call, your official unofficial guide for the Europa Conference League by Babagol. I'm Yossi Medina, editor-in-chief and writer in Babagol. Next to me is Eden Reutfab, Babagol's European football expert. Hi Eden, how are Hi, you? Hi Yossi, I'm great, thank you. So nice to be here again. What a great game week we had last week and can't wait for, this, for the next one. Yeah, the, the first match day of the Europa Conference League was really great. We will talk a few, about a few... Interesting things that happened last week, and we had some quite interesting stories we talked about last week that will be related also to our uh, this week's stories. Uh, now it's time to get prepared for match day two, and how it will work for those who are joining us for the first time. Uh, we'll have our games to watch, we'll discuss about a potential surprise, and the people you should follow. Are you ready, Eden? Oh, I am, of course. So let's start with your pick. What is your game to watch? My most interesting game of this game week is going to be Lech Poznan from Poland versus Austria Wiener from Austria. And uh, the group, that they join Apol Bersheva and VRL in the group, so we can almost look at, at VRL as a lock for the next round. I think that anything but 18 out of 18 points will be a great surprise. Yeah, although they struggled a little bit in the first game week, we'll get to that. But we're talking about a group who has three teams who you can argue are maybe, you know, uh, in a similar level. So this is like a, a triple threat group. All the teams, they can, they can see themselves as uh, potentially for the second place. So every game matters here. And uh, especially when it's head-to-head -head between one of those teams. So this week, Bersheva play VRL. But Lech Poznan and Oshavina head-to-head versus each other. So for them, this is a massive, massive game. Now, on, on one side, you have Lech Poznan from Poland, and we know about Polish football. They really dropped in the co UEFA coefficient in recent years. A lot of failures for the Polish teams in Europe, and they re they're really thirsty for a team who can come and make an impact, gain some points back. And Lech Poznan, now in the group stage, this is, this is a chance for them to do that. They didn't start the league too well. Um, slight improvement recently so this can be huge for them especially at home yeah and uh, look it's going to be interesting because except for Lech Poznan Austria Vienna we covered their match last week against Apol Bersheva in Austria uh, they need to manage their after they missed some points in their home match so they need to get the, the points back in an away match Exactly, yes. I think last week for them to draw at home is not a good result. So therefore, they might need to maybe gamble a bit more uh, on Thursday and maybe try and get a win in Poland. But like Poznan, they, they put up a really, a really nice performance against VRL away from home, only lost in the 88th minute. It could have been a huge point for them to gain in Spain. Didn't manage to do it, but it also showed that maybe they are definitely, I think, the best team in the fourth seed. Uh, so, so this is going to be very interesting. Yeah, yeah. And as you said, it, it's a triple race for the second place. Um, both teams will try to, to jump over Hapoel Bersheva. Possibly wouldn't get any point against VRL. Any point would be a, a huge surprise. So coming to this match and later on in the third match, they Lech Poznan will host Hapoel Bersheva. So every game can change the dynamics inside a group. The, the race for the second place is going to be really tight until the end. And uh, it will be a great warm-up before the 
Matri 3 and 4, we know that it's uh, the same uh, matches playing home and away. So, yes, it's going to be uh, the, the, the direction, I would say, for the next uh, round. Yes, and I think uh, if, if you look at it, generally, this is one of the most intriguing groups just because of this specific dynamic. Uh, three equal teams fighting for one spot. This could be huge. Now, if we want to go back a little bit in the time machine, 2008, Lech Poznan and Ostravina met uh, in the UEFA Cup, uh, the, the last round of the qualification uh, before the, uh, the group stage. And uh, Ostravina won 2-1 at home. And the return leg in Poland, just the same as we're going to have on Thursday, uh, Lech Poznan won 4-2 in extra time. And can you maybe guess who was one of their scores that day? I guess it's someone we all know. Well, it's the Robert Lewandowski out of all people. So <laughs> it's really, really curious to see that uh, Robert Lewandowski in his, I think, first season uh, as, a, as a senior player. And uh, for Ostravina, also some, some, some nice names. One of them is Milenko Achimovic. He used to play for Spurs, uh, Slovenia. Slovenia is the golden generation. Yeah, yeah. So uh, nice, some nice nostal nostalgia here. Two teams who have met before, and now they go at it again. Yeah, amazing, amazing. So I will give my pick now. It's an all-Nordic clash between... Uh, okay, now it's time to take a breath because it, oh. I need to spell it right, to say it right. Jurgården. Uh, for all Swedish Swedish listeners yeah, here. I, I tried. I do my best. Uh, they will host in Sweden uh, Molde. The group, first of all, is all tied. In the first match day, uh, both games were ended with a goalless draw. Molde against Ghent. Jurgården in an away match against Shamrock Rovers. Mm. The Irish side is going to make a lot of troubles to these top three clubs. Jurgården, uh, actually another port four uh, team. They are really impressive at home. Their home record since they returned to European competitions in 2018-19 is four wins, one draw, and one defeat. In the playoff rounds, they made a massive 3-0 three, three win against Apoel Nicosia. With a great goal from, from halfway. Yeah. Uh, something amazing. And the fans make a huge performance with Pyro and all mm. this stuff, and they're making a Pyro show every match. So it, it's great, really great. And it's not going to be an easy match for any club that will play in Sweden. On the other side, we have Molde. It's a part of the rise, the recent rise of the Norwegian football in Europe. We saw Bode Glimt last year in the quarterfinals. Now they are playing the Europa League uh, group stage. And maybe Molde will try to be the new Bode Glimt. Um, and not only in European competitions, because after two years of Bode winning the championship in Norway. Now they are leading the league, uh, 10 points ahead of Lillström in the second place, and maybe regaining the championship. And yes, as all, the group is completely tied, it's going to be a match that you cannot afford yourself to lose any more points because you can't bet for another draw. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and we can look at these uh, all these derbies. You can say it reminds me kind of their, uh, you know, sometimes in January before the season starts in Norway and Sweden, you have these friendlies between the Swedish, Norwegian, Danish teams. So this reminds me a little bit of these small tournaments that you sometimes have, but this is now in a officially UEFA competition and in money time because both 
both leagues are in the after I think 22 or 23 yeah, rounds towards, it's towards almost the last, it's almost yeah. the end so they are in the peak of their uh, fit so I, I guess it's it's going to be a huge game really huge game not only for because of the the game and the the, the ability of both clubs because the atmosphere the atmosphere is going to be amazing the Swedish fans are making great atmosphere I think it was against Apollo they made a colorful pyro. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it was really beautiful show. And I don't know. I think Jurgen didn't play it for a while in a group stage. And so it will be the first home match I think for for a while or maybe the first um I must opposed opposed to Molde who are more experienced in in these uh in these levels, they had a few group stages in the past decade. You you said that yes, it's, it, I, I, yeah. I had confirmed it. It's the the Jurgen's first ever group stage appearance. So you can just imagine what their crowd is going to do on Thursday. It's going to be a must watch besides the game. And uh, you you said that Molde are maybe trying to be the next Bodo Glimt. Well, the ne the Bodo Glimt are you know the you can say they are then. They wanted to be the next Rosenberg, so so uh, Norwegian football has these sort of dynamics. Molde already had some chance more than twenty years ago when Norway has climbed in the UEFA ranking and had two clubs in the Champions League, and Molde played in Champions League group yeah. stages runner-ups. Yes, yes, and they had this. Uh, they had a great 2015-16 Europa League uh, group stage where they qualified ahead of Ajax, Fenerbahce. And another team that I just can't seem to maybe Celtic was the the last team, so they can do damage in these uh, in these uh, levels. We know they brought us Erling Holland, uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer coached them in the past, so there's a lot to see in Molde. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting, and no, so it will be a hot day in Sweden. Oh yeah, oh yeah, can't wait for it. And now let's move on to our potential surprise. Mm. You picked an interesting. Yeah, although last week I didn't really, uh, <laughs> my luck did not, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Pro they lost to Azad Alkmaar. But you I'll... missed a lot of other surprises yes, that yes. happened. Well, I'll try again. <laughs> I think, I think that Sivaspor will get a positive result against Cluj, uh, at least a draw. They would play at home against CFR Cluj. CFR Cluj last week, one of those surprises, what they they equalized in the 90th minute against Balkany and a very very poor goal to concede from Balkany's side. So Cluj uh, can consider themselves lucky last week. And I think Sivaspor, who have now, um, they have Diasaba, who they signed from uh, UAE. Uh, the, and, the UAE score, and scored his debut goal for the Turkish side in the, in the European competitions last week. Scored a debut on his, uh, he scored his uh, debut goal on his debut against Besiktas in the league. A really good goal. Then scored against Slavia Prague last week. Um, they, he has a very good combination with Max Alain Gradel. We remember, we remember him from Toulouse, from Leeds, playing some good football, Ivory Coast World Cup. Um, so I think Sivaspor at home could do, could do a positive result against Cluj. By the way, Sivaspor, we, we wrote a few years ago about their manager, Riza Chalambay, uh, a great manager without any great success. Uh, he had a few spells in some smaller clubs a few years ago. Actually, in the Corona season, it was really close for making a sensational season with Sivaspor, and they didn't return really well uh, from the, winter, the short winter break in Turkey. They, they missed a lot of points at the end. They finished with a, a spot in the Europa League group stage, but also there they, can't fa they, they failed 
and couldn't do anything. I think that now they have a chance. Slavia Prague is a massive club in these stages. I think it will be Sivaspor against Cluj for the second place. I don't know if Balkany have enough power to, to, to be in the race, except from making troubles in Pristina. Mm-hmm. Their home mm-hmm. ma- stadium is massive. So this match, Sivaspor against Cluj, could be even decisive, even though the, we are in the second round. Uh, it can be decisive in the race for the next uh, stages. But you mentioned that both teams made a draw in the last mm-hmm. uh, week. Also, this club, this group is all tied. Both games ended with a 1-1 draw. Seems to be a recurring theme for some of our groups. Yes, and there is another group with two draws in the first match. They group D of Partizan, Slovatsko, Köln, and Nice. We talked about mm-hmm. all this, exactly clubs this group in the last week. And totally 10 out of 16 matches in the first round ended with the draw. I don't know whether it's... Um, I think I would say uh, teams are a bit uh, afraid from the first matches. They're trying not to lose, or the games are really balanced, as we see more teams without any great difference between them. Yeah, I I think it's you know it could be a bit early to maybe think about these uh, trends. Maybe we need another match game to to start and see, but. Obviously, when you play in a group stage, the dynamic is not the same as a league or, or as a qualifying uh, double-leg game. So it, it can definitely be a situation where teams, say, away from home, they, they want to be more cautious, um, but they need to show that it's just a one-time thing and maybe be more attacking. Those, those, all these teams we talked about that maybe drew in the first game, we want to see, they, we want to see them dare a bit more, maybe now. Yeah, yeah, sometimes, you know, we know that in European competitions, there is always, it's, it's an old cliche that when you play away from home, it's sometimes too hard. Even a weaker team can become mm-hmm. a, the favorite. And I think that managers need to look whether, where they can do more than just a draw. Yeah. Some of them are trying. I wouldn't say that anyone is uh, locking their draw and go home. No, they they are trying to to make uh, to find the net and win matches. Uh, but as I say, sometimes you need to dare more because teams here are a bit equal, and every time you miss points, it can be crucial for the next round. Mm-hmm. It can be the difference between reaching the next stage or not. So let's hope that in the next round we'll have more more goals, more. Uh, Untied games, I would say. Yes, I, we, I think we can be optimistic for that. And also, every game that we... T- I mean, not every draw is a cautious draw or a boring draw. Yeah, of we course. Partizan in Slovatsko, they had a crazy uh, you know, game. A 10-man Partizan went to lead 3-2. So it's not like they did not want to win the game or try to win the game. Sometimes it just ends in a draw. But we did see a few occasions where it didn't look uh, maybe attacking enough, or, or maybe some surprises like Fiorentina against RFS. Oh yeah, yeah, so, uh, uh, that was a surprising Fiorentina thing. shot on shots on target. I think thirty shots, maybe twenty on target. Another time that the Italian play a team uh, is playing against weaker club and shot, <laughs> shot, shot, and oh, yeah. fail. So uh, shout yeah. out to North Macedonia here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, no Macedonian club. Yeah, this year, but Latvian clubs are here. Uh, okay, so we have some interesting thing about what we'll see next, but now it's time for our 
interesting characters. Two that they are one. Tell us, who are they? Well, we're talking about the Vladimir Weiss uh, triple generation or double generation, if you want to say. Uh, Vladimir the, the dynasty. The of dynasty, yeah, Vladimir yeah. Weiss. <laughs> well, Vladimir Weiss, uh, the father, is the manager of Slovan Bratislava. Vladimir Weiss Jr. plays for him in Slovan Bratislava. Father and son, manager and player. This does not happen too often in world football, especially in these levels. First of all, let's mention that they, they, this is a third generation because Vladimir Weiss, the grandfather, used to play for uh, Czechoslovakia national team. Won nine, in 1964, the Olympics, he won the silver medal with Czechoslovakia. They, they failed to find any other name. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's a tradition. Vladimir Weiss Sr., uh, the manager, then the, the middle generation, played for Czechoslovakia national team, then played for Slovakia. Vladimir Weiss, um, the grandson, played for Slovakia. So it's like a mix of everyone played for all the national teams. And the father of Vladimir Weiss Sr. also managed the national team in their great campaign in 2010 World Cup. Yeah, first major tournament for Slovakia as an independent country. And the only World Cup until now. And he also coached Art Media Petrozalka, I hope I say that correctly for all our Slovakian listeners here, uh, who uh, managed to reach the 2005-2006 UEFA Champions League group stage, which was a huge shock. They beat Celtic 5-0 at home back in the day, which was a big thing in Scotland. And then they managed to produce a really, really good uh, group stage. I think they, um, they drew with Inter, yeah. Milan. And then they ended in the third place, if I remember yeah. right. I, I, ahead of, uh, there was also Porto and Rangers, so it was a really tough group uh, to mention that. So now uh, the father is coaching Slovan Bratislava, and uh, he won last year the championship with them, now in the group stage. And his son plays for him for the first time in club level. They are, of course, they, uh, they also cooperated in the national team in that 2010 World Cup of Vladimir Weiss Jr. played for him. And Junior has a, quite a story as well. He was a really hot prospect when he was a teenager. He uh, played for Manchester City in, in, the, in the beginning of their big money era. And uh, then he started to journey around a bit. Teams like uh, Rangers, Pescara, and then a bit Olympiacos, Middle East. So he did not become maybe what was expected of him, but still a very, very decent player in these levels. Now, first time back home to, to Slovan Bratislava, uh, still only 32. So it, it could be really cool to see these two cooperate uh, in this level as well. Yeah, one, one of the few clubs actually that played in both the Europa Conference League campaigns, not many clubs played also in the last year. So Slovan Bratislava last year missed the, the qualifying to the next round by three points. A surprising uh, win of Pauk Saloniki against uh, Copenhagen and uh, made them to miss it. So I think now they have some chance to, to reach the next stage because they have two, I would say, weaker opponents uh, compared to the last season. Both Munich and Jalgiris are not uh, the greatest clubs. Um, and yes, I think that uh, for Slovan, it's going to be a great chance to, to manage to... to Get some first po- first win. They had another goalless draw against Jalgiris uh, in the Lithuanian. Of course, they in did. the Lithuanian group stage debut. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, they made their own surprise in the first uh, round. Uh, now they have to d- defeat Punic if they want to to be in the race because uh, losing against Punic will be a massive shock for them. Mm-hmm. And I think that the, the vices are some kind of a symbol for uh, a great era for the Slovak football. Yeah. In, yes. in the period after the Czechoslovak uh, dissolution, there were several interesting names. Lubomir Moravchik, for example. The legendary. And now they have also Grigginsman. This generation of Vladimir Weiss and Marek Hamšík and more and more players that reached uh, both the World Cup in 2010 and the Euro Round of 16 in 2016. So they made some great uh, performances for Slovak, Slovak uh, football, but Slovak football didn't manage to do something in club level. Yes. When they reached any group stage, we saw some thrashing by Zilina that made the disastrous result in the Champions League and Burley clubs managed to even play in the Europa League uh, group stage. So I think that Slovan Bratislava is going to be a permanent member in this area. Yes. And the Conference League is exactly what they are looking for. It's, it's their level. It's their level and it's a, these are one of, this is one of the teams that we look at the Conference League as this could be, you know, their... Uh, competition where they can make a name for themselves, maybe maybe even get to uh, a February and March football, you know, for the for the later stages. And uh, it's interesting because you said about the Slovakian uh, players, the golden generation, uh, Slovan Bratislava, also as Juraj Kuchka, who had a lot, who played I think a whole decade in Serie A in a lot of big teams. He's now back in Slovan Bratislava. You also have uh, Andre Green, a, a talented English youngster. And you have yeah, not his first year in the, in the club, right? Uh, Kuchka? Uh, no, Andre Green. Andre Green? Joined I think it's, last, a, I think it's a second year. year. I think it's a second year, year over there. And you also have Jabba Kankava, the Georgian uh, former international, which is funny because we, we uh, mentioned him not by name last week, but since we spoke about uh, Dnipro Yedin and the whole lawsuit that they had with um, UEFA regarding uh, the original Dnipro so Jabba Kankava is actually the player who, uh, who <laughs> talked to UEFA. He appealed to UEFA. He wanted his wages back from the original Dnipro uh, team. Uh, they dissolved. He never got the money. He tried to make a case that the new Dnipro is the old one. Therefore, he should receive the money. He lost that lawsuit. Dnipro Yedin has nothing to do with the old one. So he's in Slovan Bratislava. And maybe we can just imagine what will happen if they qualify and play Dnipro Yedin. In the next round, it could be amazing. Who knows? Who knows? By the way, another interesting name in the Slovan Bratislava squad when I'm looking, Tigran Barsegian, another Armenian player mm-hmm. playing against Punic. He joined the Slovan Bratislava in the midseason last year from Astana. Since he arrived to Slovakia, he played 18 league matches, scoring seven goals. He's going to be not bad. An interesting guy in the in the road to Armenia uh, this year, also already scored two goals in European competitions. So, yes, another uh, interesting uh, meetup between the Armenian and Armenian players all around the world. So, yes, we, I think... We, we love those meetings. Slovan is going to be an interesting team to follow. No doubt about that. Yeah, of course. And the other match in this group, Basel against Jalgiris. Also, 
it it will be interesting. It will be interesting, and I think this is it. So yeah, so this much. Was all our picks for this match day. What can we say more? We have some more things to say, so you can find all of these in Babagol. So follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. More coverage from the Europa Conference League and other football from all around the world. Uh, watch out for our special recap on Friday for the best moments from match day two of the Europa Conference League group stage. Edinburgh Pub. Thanks for joining me. Thank you, Yossi. I'm Yossi Medina. We were conference call by Baba Goal. And we will be here once again next week with all the best for Europe's best football competition. Until next time, keep football real.